The magic number for the Pirates to win the National League Central has been reduced to 106. You are Locked On Pirates, your daily Pittsburgh Pirates podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, baseball fans. Welcome to Locked On MLB, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. This is the daily podcast. We talk about all of Major League Baseball. I am your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. You don't believe me? Hey, there's my lower third. You can call me Sully. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On MLB for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets and lowest prices are guaranteed. Follow us at Locked On MLB pods on Twitter and on Instagram. I'm your pal Sully with Sully Baseball on Twitter, Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. All the games are over. Uh, the Padres just finished beating up on the Chicago Cubs, and we're going to go through some of the games that went through today. Also, uh, for the second and third segment, we're going to have on our friend Ethan Smith from Lockdown Pirates to talk a little bit about the fact that the Bucks are in first place by themselves. Their victory over the A's, it was a hard-fought victory over the A's, but they won the game, and a certain pitcher uh, by the name of Andrew Abbott had a remarkable game for the Cincinnati Reds against the Milwaukee Brewers. Now, the Reds have been a strange team, kind of on the periphery of contention. They are in the National League Central, which is a little bit of a wide-open division, uh, and they decided to bring up one of their top pitching prospects, Andrew Abbott. And he pitched six strong innings. Uh, he let up only one hit. And it was according to uh, Mark Sheldon of MLB.com. What is it? What was it he actually said here? It is the first time a Reds pitcher had their uh, Cincinnati Red debut, their big league debut, with six scoreless innings since 93. 1893. That's right. The last time the Reds had a, a, a debut like the one that Abbott had today, there was no American League. It's safe to say there was no pitch counts back then either. So, hey, um, the Reds won the game. The Brewers lost the game. We'll get into the Pirates in a little bit. But with that, you know, the, the Reds are, I mean, look at, there's still six games under 500 in June. So it's not like we're having memories of the big red machine dancing in everyone's head again. And they are six games out of the loss column out of first place. But they've been hanging around. And maybe, just maybe, I know it's an absolutely strange concept, but bringing up your best players, having your best players around, I don't know, could that be smart? Playing your best players? Abbott was in the minor leagues. Now he's in the major leagues. The Reds just added a pitcher to their staff, and with that, they picked up a win against Milwaukee, a team that going in today was a first-place team. Before we get into the Pirates with Ethan Smith, let's jump around a little bit. Uh, Verdugo of the Red Sox stole a home run, and but they didn't steal enough big hits. Some sloppy D from the Red Sox, uh, plus a big hit from Manuel Margot. The Red Sox were held to a solo home run 
by Justin Turner. McClanahan, look at, I don't much like to look at wins and losses, but when you see someone's nine and one with a 2.02 ERA, yeah, it does catch your eye a little bit. The Rays have 43 victories. They still don't have 20 losses. They still don't have 20 losses. And the Red Sox have fallen to even 500, which would be second place in the American League Central, but it's the seller in the uh, AL East. Tampa Bay uh, is on a three-game winning streak. They have a four-and-a-half game lead over the Baltimore Orioles, six-and-a-half ahead of the Yankees. They're nine-and-a-half against the Toronto Blue Jays. Remember I talked yesterday how it was a critical bunch of days for the Toronto Blue Jays as they went back home to face the Houston Astros. Well, the Astros put up a six spot before the Blue Jays even came up to bat. Jolks wound up hitting a grand slam. And yeah, when you put up a six spot before your team comes to bat, it's not good, especially after that dramatic sweep against the Mets. They come home. Hey, let's show what we got. Boom, punch right in the face. Baseball's a very cruel sport. One day you sweep the Mets. The next day... You're putting up a six spot before the first guy on your team gets in that bat. It was 11-4 was the final, and you would have never felt that close. So, uh, you know, a bad loss for the Blue Jays at home against the Astros, who, you know, they're, you score 11 runs against the Blue Jays, you're doing well. The uh, Rangers wound up having a walk-off victory. They led for most of the day, but St. Louis wound up uh, tying the game in the eighth inning, but uh, Nathaniel Lowe got a walk-off single in the bottom of the ninth inning, and the Rangers maintain their lead. Uh, by the way, in tomorrow's episode, which I'm with uh, Miller Thomas, we talk a little bit about the Rangers. We talk a little bit about uh, Jacob deGrom, him being on the 68 disabled list, and ways that the Rangers could make that something that works in their favor, provided they get to October and Jacob DeGrom is healthy by the end of the year. Um, the Padres are in, uh, you know, they are a sub-500 team. There are five games under 500 going in today's game against the Cubs. So, uh, Snell pitched great for them. Gary Sanchez, who I keep forgetting, is on the Padres, hit a two-run home run. So the Padres got a win that they really need. They Padres need to go on a big winning streak. There's no getting around it. Otherwise, they should be sellers at the trade deadline. I'm not saying trade away Soto and everyone like that, but if there are any veterans who they're probably not going to retain, you might as well get some minor league pieces for them and help replenish the farm scene. Uh, the Marlins fell behind 4 nothing to the Kansas City Royals. And then Luis Arise, look at he's been a fabulous pickup for the Marlins. He got three hits. The uh, They just kept scoring against the uh, – the Royals, De La Cruz got a big home run to give the Marlins the lead. Uh, John Birdie got a two-run triple. And next thing you know, the Marlins put up nine unanswered runs and wound up winning the game 9-6. to six. And they're still a playoff team right now, and they're playing very well. Thank you very much. Uh, and that is, uh, that, with the exception, oh, and the Phillies. The Phillies are starting to hit. And uh, Aaron Nola pitched well today. Trey Turner got a four-hit game. Trey Turner's been so far a bust, but if he has a good second half, everyone will forget that. Trey Turner got some big hits. Um, and then you, I mean, yesterday you had Schwarber getting those big home runs. The Phillies are starting to swing the bat. And if Nola can pitch as well, next thing you know, the Phillies may actually do something right. Hey, uh, before we go to the first break and before we bring in 
Ethan Smith to talk a little bit about his beloved Pirates. Let's also take a look at the previous trivia question. With the death of Roger Craig, I asked who is the oldest living former Met. And uh, we got a couple of people uh, got the right answer. Uh, but Craig Brindle was the first. Willie Mays. Willie Mays is the oldest living former Met. And guess what? He's also the oldest living member of the Hall of Fame. Stay with us, Willie. Stay with us. We, we need those links to the past. So, uh, But listen to the previous episode to listen to my tribute to the great Roger Craig, who you know kept popping up with great teams and beloved teams throughout the day. But hey, with killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hype about the fun you're going to have. You get flash deals. You get last-minute tickets. Easy to find. You can buy tickets for any kind of event, and you get image of your seat views. Lowest price guaranteed, event cancellation protection, job loss protection, all of, it, all of it is with game time. You can buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and then you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone, so you never have to dig through your email. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, as promised, we have on the show today, for fans of Locked On MLB, he's a frequent guest. For fans of Locked On Pirates, he's your everyday friend. And uh, thanks to uh, his uh, cable setup, it appears that he is uh, sending this from a cave somewhere outside of Kabul, Afghanistan. Uh, Ethan Smith of Locked On Pirates. Um, we have the satellite hookup. Uh, are you in danger? I am not in danger because the pirates are in first place solely and they are in first place after a year proverbial deadline of Memorial day, where you consider the fact that teams are in, in the standings. That's when you start looking at standings is after Memorial day. And yeah, I mean, now I- the pirates are in first place in a weekend El central and you're looking at it, it's like, hey, when do we can start like when do we start considering this as a for real thing that the pirates can win the NL Central? I think you can start considering that. I mean, y- you tweeted out what I said in it was either yesterday or the day before. I was talking uh, I was praising the pirates for the fact that while they had that dreadful May, they didn't fall out. Yep. And they were helped by the fact that the Cardinals can't get out of their own way. And the Brewers, while they're a good team, are not exactly the 1927 Yankees. So despite a dreadful May, they were able to stay within punching distance. So by the time Memorial Day was put in the rearview mirror, they are now in the middle of a six-game winning streak. And thanks to uh, Mr. Abbott of Cincinnati with his dynamic debut, the the Brewers have fallen a half game out. And the magic number, as I said at the beginning of the show, is 106. So keep the let's see the countdown starting. 106 Pirate fans. Uh, you know, it's been since 1992 that the Pirates have actually been a division winner. Uh, they had yeah. three excellent teams in the mid-2010s. Uh, I To the absolute ire of Cub fan friends that I know, including my buddy Marcel, I 
I said that if they had the wild card series include the instead of the wild card game, I do believe they would have beaten the Cubs in 2015. I think they would have won the pennant. But that's 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 uh, that's toothpaste we can't put back in the tube. But they're so far they are perfect in June, and um, they have a couple more games against the A's, which is a, a trip to the swimming pool and cocoon for every team. And then they have facing the Mets, who are no one can figure out what they are. Then the Cubs, and then that could lead to a showdown with the Brewers in the middle of the month that could put some if the Pirates win that series could put some space between them and in the NL. So it's a very exciting time for the Pirates. Yeah, and it's interesting because the big talking point of my show starting into June was that this was the turning point and the big point for this team is the Cardinal series that you mentioned that that was the big quote that I had for you on my uh, Twitter handle at Locked on Pirates and myself where I said that Cardinal series was huge because the NL Central has not been an issue for this team. Obviously, you lose two out of three to begin the season against Cincinnati, but then you went like you split two against St. Louis. You win four against Cincinnati in a four-game series sweep, and then you sweep the Cardinals. They have not had an issue in the division, but it's hard to say that because they haven't played Milwaukee or Chicago yet. Now, Milwaukee, of course, being the biggest threat to this team right now in the NL Central is something that you have to look at. Now, you get seven games against this team in the month of June. Then you have three against the Cubs, and then I think it's six against them in July. But I agree with you 100% because solely for the last couple of years, what is the one thing we keep talking about with this Pirates team? Bring up the young kids and play. This Mm -hmm. is the time to do it. This is the time to bring up Andy Rodriguez, Henry Davis, all these guys that you keep talking about that you see big things in because this division, as we, I remember back in March when we had the NL Central preview, I even picked the Cardinals to win the series or win the division because right. I said this division is terrible. The Cardinals are the clear-cut favorite. But one of the things that was a common theme – Throughout that entire episode, if you can go back and watch it for all the Locked on, MLB, uh, Locked on MLB and Locked on Pirates fans, is you can go back and look at it, and the common theme was this division is terrible and it is open. Bring up your guys. I would say that to Cincinnati. I would say that to Chicago. I would say that to St. Louis, and I would say it to Milwaukee. Bring up the guys that are going to help you push for this. Because for the Pirates, we haven't been in this conversation to win the NL Central or even make the playoffs since 2016. It has been a while. And you mentioned that 1992 where they haven't really won the division since that point. My parents weren't engaged until 1994. That's how long it's been since the Pirates have won the division. It has been a long time. I was 20 and... Uh, attending New York University at the time. And I said this before, you and I have talked about this. I loved those pirate teams. The Bonds, Benias, Van Slyke, uh, Chico Lean, Jay Bell, Spanky Lavalier, Doug Drabeck, uh, Don Slott. I mean, all those teams, Jeff King, Lloyd McClendon. Those teams, I just, they were 
the the Red Sox are my team. My national mm-hmm. team is San Francisco because of my dad. But of any team that wasn't a Giants or Red Sox team, those pirate teams were my favorite. And I just, oh man, it just daggered your heart. Those back, those three straight NLCSs, which were all incredibly competitive. But back to the point, you were saying about how the uh, the teams in the NL Central got to bring some players up. Well, look what Cincinnati just did. They got with their, yeah. one of their best pitching prospects, Andrew Abbott, and put him on the major league team, faced their, you know, the team they're chasing to win the division. And, you know, you see there's a certain excitement when it's one of your own players who comes up. And now it's like, oh, my God, do we have another pitcher? Yeah. Do we have to, you know, it's like making a trade but not having to make a trade. And, you know, to, to have someone, the, 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 the aura of excitement, when one of your own players or one of your own members of your, your own organization can come up and start producing at the major league level is mm-hmm. so important that, I mean, for the Reds, this is this is a godsend. And, you know, if you have those players on your roster, you know, you know, it's what we said in that. And I remember, uh-oh, uh-oh, um, I remember when we did that previous special that I said, what will happen if the Cardinals aren't good? Because they seem to be the only team that went into this year trying. Yeah. And I think we're finding out because the Cardinals, who lost again to Texas, um, they've just they're, – they're not showing me anything right now. Um, this is anybody's division. And just imagine, what would it mean for Pirate fans to look up and say – Holy Toledo, we could this could be our summer. And for Shelton, by the way, big ups for Shelton because after back-to-back 100 lost seasons and they had the fast start but the terrible May, uh he kept that team even keel. And so he is yeah. making a very early run for National League Manager of the Year. Who went to FanDuel to bet on that? So, um yeah. Yeah, I mean, just think about what that could mean for pirate fans and for and for your podcast. Yeah, and it's something that obviously, Sully, you know, I debuted in 2020 of October, right before my birthday. My my birthday is the day before Halloween, October 30th, for everybody that's wondering. And that was the off season when you saw the Pirates deal off Josh Bell. They deal off Joe Musgrove to San Diego. Jamison Tyone goes to New York. You just see all these moves happen. And Ben Charrington has always had a plan. And for Ben Charrington, a lot of people, for him, what is the one thing they go back to? Was that 2013 Red Sox team that looked like it was just dead in the water before it even started. It was a team that had really, it had superstar, like it had good players on it, but it didn't have that superstar that made them a World Series team. I feel like the Pirates are kind of in that same boat right now. Because you saw Brian Reynolds get the big extension. That's something I was waiting for, my listeners were waiting for, and Pirates fans in general were waiting for. But I wouldn't call Brian Reynolds a superstar. Like, he's not the kind of guy, like, you would compare to Mike Trout or any of these big guys that are going to, like, turn things around. But it's the little things. I've heard you always mention this about the Pirates, about any team. 
is it's about the little acquisitions you make. Last time we talked, it was Connor Joe. You look at Carlos Santana, a guy that has experience playing in the postseason with Seattle last year and Cleveland in post years before that. Then you look at Rich Hill. I mean, he's like, what, 50 years old at this point, but he has postseason experience. Austin Hedges is a guy that has helped this rotation take that next step that they desperately needed to take. You even look at the Oakland A's game tonight, and again, the Oakland A's are the worst team in baseball. The Pirates are losing 3-0 to this team. But what did they do? They slowly and surely clawed back on base of what they do, which is getting on base, creating chaos on the base pass, and then scoring runs how they can score runs. They're not overthinking it. That is the biggest thing that the Pirates have done over the last five, six, even seven years is they overthink how they're going to do things. They overthink, how can we score runs? How can we pitch well? That is the thing that they overthink. Now they're not overthinking it. They're hoping, and most of the time getting, six innings pitched or more from their starters. And then when you get guys on base, those guys create chaos. You're getting on base via the free pass. And you're creating runs based off of things that you are doing correctly rather than hoping what goes wrong for the other team. And the NL Central is up for grabs. I will say that for Pirates fans. I will say that for every team in the division right now. This division is up for grabs. But again, it's something you said. For the Pirates and the Brewers specifically right now, the division isn't the be-all, end-all. Right now, Sully, it's not. The NL, the NL in general is just all over the place. The Pirates are currently a wild card team. They are. They're a wild card team right now. Yeah. And it's yeah. something that right it's crazy to think about for Pirates fans because it's been so long, but we can think about that too. Even if we don't win the division, we can think about the wild card being a real possibility. That's right. And we're going to talk a little bit more about this NL Central in just a moment. But first, I think it's time to talk a little bit about better help. Now, yeah. I am a big proponent of therapy. Uh, I've been involved in therapy. I've been seeing therapists over the last bunch of years, and it's helped. Because do you want, in the course of a day, you can cut up all caught up in what other people need from you. I'm a special education teacher, so I got to be given and given and given all day long. And sometimes you don't have a moment to think about what you need from yourself. But when we spend all of our time giving, it can leave us being stretched thin, sometimes burnt out, and that sometimes causes you to make not the best decisions in life. Therapy can give you the tools to help you find balance in your life so you can keep supporting others without leaving yourself behind. Now, if you're thinking about therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime you want with no additional charge. Find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnMLB today to get $10 off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash LockedOnMLB. Okay, last segment here with Ethan Smith. 
of Locked on Pirates. Give me a sense of what pirate fans are thinking about right now. I mean, I mean, you obviously have a much better handle on pirate fandom and obviously they are a hurt bunch. <laughs> you know, they, yeah, they know, they, they know not to, uh, to open their heart too much, but uh, is there buzz about this team or at least a sense that, you know, they should use game time and pick up some tickets. See what I did there. Yeah, I mean, at this point, um, I had uh, Tim Neverett, who used to be a uh, on-screen slash radio guy for the Pittsburgh Pirates during that 2013 through 2015 run. He's now with the Dodgers, having a good time over there. And when they came back to Pittsburgh, he said there was a real feeling about this team that Bucko Fever was back. Bucko Fever is that... Weird thing that, like, Pirates fans like to use where, oh, Lord, like, the Pirates are actually doing something that's noteworthy, and people in the city are talking about it. Tonight's game was a little interesting with Oakland. Again, you're losing 3 nothing. You're getting no hit through four innings. J.P. Sears has, like, 89 pitches through four innings, and you still don't have a hit. There's a lot of different things going on in the Monday night game. But... When you're looking across the division, you sweep the Cardinals. The Cardinals have been behind the Pirates in the standings for God knows how long at this point. And I heard some arbitrary stat that they haven't finished ahead of the St. Louis Cardinals in the division standings in probably longer than I've been alive. So once you take that out of the equation, then you're looking at, okay, we're a half game behind the Brewers and it's June. June is usually the month, as you've mentioned before, that is a big month for a lot of MLB teams to kind of cement themselves as, are you a pretender or a contender? You start the month getting the sweep against St. Louis. Now you're playing Oakland. You get the win tonight against Oakland on Monday night. Do you get a sweep again? Hopefully you do. It's a 12-win Oakland team. They're not very great. But I would get the sense for Pirates fans that at this point, I think once Henry Davis and Eddie Rodriguez eventually make their way here, now obviously both of those two are in AAA right now and kind of you're going to probably pick one before the other and then the other will come along sometime down the line. But once one of those guys comes up, if the Pirates are in a good place, I feel like Pirates fans will be a little more positive about it but there's still that sense of is this for real or not? And they're 32 and 27 on June 5th or June 6th, since we're recording now Uh, it's past midnight here on the East coast. So it's June 6th, but June 5th on the West coast. But the pirates have not been in this position for a very long time. Sully, it has been a while, especially I've never been in this position hosting as a Locked On Pirates host. I mean, when I started in 2020, it was full-on rebuild time. I had to find anything and everything to talk about. So as a general consensus, I would say the Pirates fans are in a good spot just because we haven't been here in so long. But there's still a sense of what can go wrong will go wrong. But until that's proven wrong, I think that's how it's going to be. But this team's playing good, and I don't see a world where the Pirates aren't in contention 
by trade deadline time. Well, I hope you're right. I hope you're right. Well, look at this is uh, exciting times. You could not ask for when this season began. If I came up to you said Ethan Smith on the sixth day of June, you're going to wake up and the Pirates will be in first place on their own. And if they fall out first place, they would be a wild card team. I guarantee you, you would have taken that. Yeah, I would. And I would. And obviously, it's a little different now with the start. You mentioned the start that they had yesterday on your show where they start 20 and eight. And it's a little interesting because, yeah, that's a great start. But then you have the horrific May. But if you would have told Pirates fans, including myself, that they would be 32 and 27 leading the NL Central and be able to fall out of said lead like you just mentioned and still have a wild card spot. I think every Pirates fan is taking that no matter how they got there. I think yeah. that 20-8 and eight start kind of like set expectations a little too much. But, again, I think this is top of the world for Pirates fans based off of the team that they are currently fielding. And I think I mentioned to you on the last crossover, this still was not the best rendition of the Pirates that you will see in 2023. Well, that's still pretty good. Well, and you're pretty good, too. And you went through the whole locked-on rebuilding phase. We got Ethan yeah. Smith because of a draft pick. Uh, we drafted a podcaster, and we had to pick Ethan. We built it up. And yeah. sometimes the rebuild process takes a bit. And um, look at Ethan. I know uh, you've been on the show a few times this year, but there's a reason. Pirates are fun. That's the other thing yeah. I like about this team. It's a fun team. It's fun mm-hmm. to watch this club. It's fun to watch how they play, their energy. I mean, Andrew McCutcheon is back, but you got like um, – you had the Cabrian Hayes home run the other – you know, last week you got huge hits in the series over the weekend against St. Louis, especially the game where they were down, what, 6 nothing, 7-1 or whatever the hell it was. It was, a, it was a lot to not enough, as my mom would say, and the Pirates came back to win that. And you know what? Yeah, the A's stink this year. But you know what? Even the worst teams are going to win a few games here or there. So when they were down three to one or three nothing today, you got to think, well, maybe the A's are going to take one every once in a while. And they came right mm-hmm. back. And sometimes winning the games where you don't have your best stuff is the key because you're going to have games yeah. where you beat the beat the doors off the other one. You got games where it's a, two great performances dueling. And some days you're going to win games that we didn't have it today, but we still won. And when those games pile up. That's when you're you're having a special season. Yeah, and I mean, again, I told people on my live stream that I tried to have, like, well, I tried to have, but I did have, as I'm improving again, as Soli mentioned earlier from my phone. I mentioned to people that a lot of Pirates fans were expecting a sweep in the series, and that's obviously still in the cards with two games ago. But the A's are still a major league team; they still have players that are obviously major league players that are playing there and you want to sweep, but two of three is still a win in that scenario. Two of three in any three game series is Mm -hmm. always a win. It does not matter who you're playing, what day, what month, what time it is always a win. And that's what the pirates need. And especially in a division where it seems like every game is going to count because every team is still in it. I will still say, I know the Pirates swept the Cardinals. I will believe it on game 162 or whatever game the Cardinals are out of it. 
that the Cardinals are out of it. Just That's from true. my experience. Once yeah. the Cardinals are officially, I see the E when I look at standings, then I'll believe the Cardinals are out of it. But you still have the Brewers who, if they stay in this scenario, I don't think they're going to trade Corbin Burns or Brandon Woodruff or any of their big guys. I don't think the Cubs are going to lay down and die. And then the Reds, I think they're going to fall a little bit. So it really could come down to the Brewers, Cubs, and the Pirates. But we still have a lot of baseball to play left, Sully, and I don't know. It it takes a lot for me to really say, okay, this Pirates team is for real. Well, it doesn't say – doesn't take a lot for me to say that you're for real. So, Ethan Smith, tell people where they can listen to your show. You can follow me on Twitter at MVP underscore Ethan or at Locked On Pirates. You can also find me on any podcast platform that you find Sully on, be it Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, Google Play, or YouTube, so you can see our wonderful faces every single day, Monday through Friday, on the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team, or Major League Baseball every single day. And, uh, by the way, here's a trivia question. Let's see who's going to be the first to tell. There's three answers for this one. So, in the 2001 postseason, the Arizona Diamondbacks rode the arm of Randy Johnson and Kurt Schilling all the way to the World Series title. But three other pitchers started games that postseason for the Diamondbacks. Who were the three other pitchers to start at least one postseason game for the Diamondbacks in 2001? Give me your answer at Sully Baseball on Twitter, Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram or on the YouTube channel, and I'll give you a shout-out at the beginning of the show. Talking Pirates and the NL Central with Ethan Smith. This has been a Locked On MLB, Locked On – I almost said Diamondbacks. That's tomorrow. Locked, locked Diamondbacks. <laughs> Uh, crossovers tomorrow with uh, Miller Thomas. This has been a Locked On Pirates, Locked On MLB crossover. Oh, man, it's been a long day. I'm yours, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please, for all the love of everything holy, call me Sully.